Welcome, welcome, welcome. What an exciting top of the year 2023. We're Virtual Church Media. I'm David, my, my lovely wife, Joanna. There's a Queen's Wave. There's a double Queen's Wave. She just handed off a crown October 29th, 2022. Free from the rain. Time to rain in a different way. We're in a live audience tonight. Everybody say hello. 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 Hey. We're having fun tonight. We just got done with Bible packing. We have about, about what, 100 Bibles going out. So 100 bonded leather, uh, you know, leather flex, different types of some genuine leather. Bibles going to the prisons through Heart of America Prison Ministries, helping change lives one Bible at a time. God had somebody send me a Bible in 1990, got it at mail call, Herodian 275300-004, you've got mail, what comes back, a Thompson chain bonded leather study Bible, and I had the trusty 66 between two fine bonded Corinthian leather covers, went back to my cell and began to read it, people gathered around me, they showed me how to use the Bible, and I didn't realize there, there were so many tools inside, dictionary helps. You know, concordance, it was amazing. Maps, I began to learn hermeneutics, homiletics, all that fun stuff. And that was 20,000 hours ago when I first started in that Bible. When I say 20,000 hours, 20,000 hours in the Word because somebody took time and cared enough to send me the best behind bars so that God would raise me up to be the best me that I'm called to be. And God wants to raise up prisoners behind bars so they can be the best they that they're called to be and God wants you to be the best you that you are called to be tonight we've got a prophetic word it's called 2023 time to close the womb of Hagar time to close the womb of Hagar we need to stop giving birth to Ishmael's it's no longer a time of mixture but it's a time of purity, pristine, prosperity in the Lord. And prosperity in the Lord looks different than it does with the world. It's not Learjets, Corvettes, and a house by the lake. It's more like this. Whatever you're assigned to do, prosperity is having more than enough in your coffers to do everything you're assigned to do. If you're a single mother with two children you'll have more than enough to meet the needs of those two children. If your mother Teresa with a thousand orphanages and tens of thousands of children, you'll have millions and millions of dollars. I remember uh, last Christmas, a year ago, we were with uh, briefly Heidi Baker and she and Roland, her husband, when I say we were with them, we were at a service and met with her just briefly afterward. And they feed 43,600 people a day in Mozambique. Wow. Their needs are different than the person that's a mother trying to take care of two with medical and food and schooling and this and that. So biblical prosperity, again, is not Learjets, Corvettes, and a house by the lake. In a gated community, get all you can. Can all you get, sit on the can. But it's rather to meet the needs of mankind in every area that you're assigned to. Now, if you need a Learjet, you need a Corvette, you need a house by the lake to fulfill your God-given assignment, God will give you that too. So I'm not against those things, and God is not against those things. In fact, he's looking for a few good men and women that he can trust with his riches. And his riches are a relationship with him. His riches are being able to hear his voice. His riches are operating in the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. A friend of mine 
uh, called me early this morning and he said that he was, you know, troubled because he's so gifted in the Lord and he's in a, in a, in a corporate job and he's been used so powerfully. Everything he touches just literally God breathes on. And he says, they've given me a new title. I'm not comfortable with it. And I said, what is it? He says, they're calling me a work genius. They don't know how I get everything accomplished. I said, well, accept that title, but redirect them. They don't understand how you do it, but you do it because you do have a genius mind. It's the mind of Christ. Amen. And when you're led by the Spirit of God, you're a son of God, and everything you put your hand to do prospers. Why? Because you have a genius mind, the mind of Christ. And every single person on the planet has access through a relationship with Jesus to the genius mind of Christ. How do you think things are birthed in the earth? They're birthed in the earth because people get a revelation from the mind of the genius of the universe who created all things. He upholds all things. There's nothing made without him. All things are made for him, by him, and through him. And he upholds all things by the word of his power. Jesus said, I never do anything on my own in John 5, 19 and 20. He says, I only do the things that I see the Father doing, the genius mind, the mind of the Father. The things that the Father does, the Son does likewise. People don't understand it. John 3, 8 says, the wind goes this direction, that direction, loose translation. Nobody knows from whence the wind comes or where the wind goes to. So is every man who's born of the Holy Spirit. Wow. We have access to the mind of Christ. What mind have you been listening to? Your mind? The mind of Christ? The world's mind? The flesh's mind? The soul's mind? Religion's mind? The devil's mind? The mind of the dead necromancing spirit? Or 1-900 Psychic Lines. What mind are you listening to? I've got a book called Seven Different Kinds of Voices that enables you to distinguish biblically between the different voices that buy or contend for attention on a daily basis. And only one, the mind of Christ, the mind of the Lord, is the one we're supposed to listen to. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons and daughters of God, mature we are sons and daughters. God wants us to grow from lambs to sheep, he wants to trust us with many things. He wants to trust us with the true riches. And as we get into this teaching tonight, 2023, it is time to close the womb of Hagar. We are going to pray a prayer at the end of this tonight. We're going to close the womb of Hagar. When you find out what the womb of Hagar is, prophetically, biblically, you're going to say, wow, there's a crack open in that womb, and we're not going to conceive anymore by the flesh because we want to have the genius mind, the mind of Christ, and release the already decided will of God into the earth that it might be done in earth as it is in heaven. That it might be done in these earthen vessels as it is in heaven. You know how you access him? It's the mind of Christ. You know how the faith comes? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing what God is saying, what he's thinking. Faith comes by the mind of Christ, the mind and will of the Father. The reason that everything Jesus did prosper was because he was in lockstep with the Lord. He never did anything of his own. When we speak, 1 Peter 4, 11, we're to be one speaking as speaking the very 
oracles of God. Our mouth opens and the wisdom of God flows out. Can fresh water and salt water come from the same spring? No. We need to have fresh water from heaven. And the wisdom that descends from above is first peaceable, pure, lovely, of good report. It is sown in peace. It's easy to be entreated. It's sown in peace of them who make peace. We're called to be peacemakers with words and actions. Not peacekeepers with Uzis. Blessed are the peacekeepers. No, no, no. Blessed are the peacemakers. We make peace with the wisdom of God. But the wisdom that is from below, this is James chapter 3, verse you know, 14, 15, 16. The wisdom that comes from below is earthly, soulish, and demonic. Do you see the two minds? The mind of Christ, the wisdom that descendeth from above is first peaceable, pure, lovely, of good report, easy to be received. It's sown in peace, shalom, of them who make peace. Blessed are the peace makers. But the wisdom that is from beneath, the other mind, is earthly, sensual or soulish, and devilish or demonic. Do you see the three-part process? Earthly, soulish, and then it becomes demonic. Instead of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, body, soul, spirit, it goes earthly, soulish, and then devilish or demonic. Recently, my wife came to me, my lovely wife, Joanna, and she says, the Lord has been speaking to me about Psalms chapter 1. And I'm familiar with Psalms 1. And I thought, okay, well, now I'm familiar with the, the passage. What is the Lord highlighting out of Psalms 1? And she said, well, he's just been showing me that we're not to walk with the counsel of the ungodly. And it says this in Psalms chapter 1, verses 1 through 6. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the man or woman. How many want to be blessed? Here's the key. Psalms chapter 1. The first psalm in the book of Psalms. 150 psalms. You want to do something? There's 31 Proverbs, 31 days in a month. Read a proverb a day. It'll keep the devil away. And read a psalm. Five psalms a day in one proverb. Because there's 150 psalms divided by 30. There's five psalms a day times 30 days, 150 psalms. And one proverb a day, 31 proverbs. A proverb a day will keep the devil away. And that combination of Psalms and Proverbs, in addition to your other regular reading, will anchor you in Scripture and God will speak to you wisdom, the mind of Christ. You'll have a genius mind. You'll be a work genius. Everything you put your hand to do will prosper because as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So Psalms chapter 1, verse 1 through 6. Blessed is the man or woman that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Wow. Three things. Earthly, sensual, demonic. Three things. Walk, stand, and sit. You ever go through the, uh, the mall? And these, I'm half Jewish, so I'm going to tell the story. The Israelis are like the best salespeople for high-end like facial creams. And they'll be standing outside the place and they'll be like, oh, let me give you a free sample. So you're walking and then you stop to take something for free. 
Just like a fish would take a worm and they get hooked, right? One look, you're hooked. So you grab it, oh, what? come in. The next thing you know, these brilliant salespeople got you from walking to go get your ice cream or latte at the mall or whatever your business might be. And now you've got this 50 cent face cream and a little sample. The next thing you know, you go from walking to standing and listening to them. And then you go from standing to, oh, sit in this seat. And they put a little ice cream on the next thing you know, you spent like 500 bucks and you can't figure out how it happened. You went from walking to standing to sitting and you got a bag and you don't know how you exchanged $500 for that. Anyway, that happened to us one time. My wife actually sang over the person in Hebrew and they knocked the price down from like a thousand to like 198 bucks and we took it. It was actually fabulous stuff, but that's another story. And then he ended up getting impacted by the Lord because we walked, we stood, we sat, and while we sat, she sang the mind of Christ, the genius mind of the Lord, and he ended up tearing up. He was a musician. He was doing this. He actually managed the story. He says, okay, I'm going to give you my price on this. I'm dropping it all the way down. He says, you've moved me. I don't know what that is. We said, it's the Holy Spirit. I said, it's Ruach HaKodesh. And he says, I've never seen, I've never felt. Anyway, long story short, you can, you can reverse it. If you're walking, you're standing, and you're sitting, from your seated position with the mind of Christ, you can reverse it and you can have them sit and repent and get born again and they can get the mind of Christ too. Blessed is the man or woman that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Evangelists, we attended church, you know, I think they won like 3.3 million to Christ this year, right? Globally, last year's like 2.2 million. So they're like evangelists on fire, right? And so what they'll do is they'll go into Orlando where we live and they'll go on the streets, the highways, the byways, they'll go to the Walmarts, they'll go to the bar district, they'll stand up. And as people are walking by, they bring them in to walk in the council of yeah. the ungodly. And they actually bring them to walk in the counsel of the godly. And they flag them with a prophetic word or a thought or an idea or a story. And the people on their way to hell run into an evangelist from our church where we attend. And they hook them, not with a face cream, but with an idea, a thought, a prophetic word, or a word of knowledge about something that's wrong in their body or their life. And that person on their way to an ungodly appointment gets pulled into a godly conversation. So they go from walking to standing and they hear a prophetic word of healing occurs. And then they lead them to Jesus. They sit at the feet of Jesus and get born again. So it works both directions. Walk in the counsel of the godly. Stand in the way of the righteous and sit at the table with the godly. Do you know it's interesting? Two passages came to mind today while I was talking with a friend of mine on the phone about this message and all of a sudden, boom, I got a download about additional verses that I didn't think about. And when you are with somebody on the phone or with somebody in fellowship at the table of the Lord in fellowship in Koinonia, or one can put a thousand to fly, two can chase 10,000, here's what happens. And by the way, I'm talking fast. You can go back and listen to this again. You can slow it down if you like. There's technology for that. And if I talk too slow, you can speed it up. I have to listen to things on like 1.75 because I, I get bored otherwise. But my brain works differently. So if your brain works differently, slow it down. Do it on record 
slow it down, technology. So, and if your brain works faster than mine, you can speed it up. So here's what happened. We're on the phone and what, what occurs is when you're on the phone with somebody in fellowship, their hunger and thirst after righteousness will command heaven to fill them. Because this is, blessed are those who do hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. I think it's Matthew 5, 6. Here's the thing about it. When I'm on the phone or in fellowship with somebody who's hungry, it kicks the gift of teaching or revelation in me and it pulls heaven through me to them and I get fed at the same time. And so we both get fed and they're like, wow, that was a great teaching. I'm like, man, it sure was. They're like, when did you learn that? I said, I just learned it with you. It just came by revelation, by the Holy Spirit, by the genius mind of Christ. And so we both got fed. But it's interesting, walking, standing, and then sitting. Psalms 23. Psalms 23. I love this. We're going to get into the room of Hagar, but Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Verse 1, verse 2. Psalms 23. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his own name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even at the mole, by the Israeli, wonderful, facial cream salespeople. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table, seated at the table with the Lord. God prepares a table before you in the presence where? Of your enemies. So you can be in the Holy of Holies right in the midst of the world. The water is not in your boat, but your boat might be in the water. Your table might be right in the midst of the world, but the world is not in your table. Isn't that cool? Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies, not at the table with your enemies, but in the presence. They're watching. They're looking. How is that person blessed? In the presence of your enemies, you anoint my head with oil, my cup runneth over. In the original Hebrew, cup runneth over means it fills up from the bottom and it spills out over the top. Every time you drink some, you set it down and it refills from the bottom. I call it drinking from the saucer. Because it spills down over the saucer, you literally pick up the saucer and drink from the saucer. Life can be that you drink from your saucer. Supernatural overflow. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. Opens prison doors, sets the captives free. Hey, I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Spring up a well in my soul. Spring up a well. Oh, healing and make me whole. Spring up a well and give to me that life. More abundantly, I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Yeah, you can have as much joy in the Lord as you want. If the devil can't steal your joy, he can't keep your goods. If he can't steal your joy, he can't take your health. I've watched more people get healed with the oil of gladness. When that oil of gladness comes in, they laugh sickness off. It bubbles out of them. They have a table prepared before them by the Lord in the presence of their enemies. And that's the beauty about the Psalms 23 
promise of the Lord. Surely, goodness and mercy, I believe those are angels, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life as I dwell in the house of the devil. No, as I dwell in the house of the world. No, as I dwell in the bar. No, as I dwell in the, in the, in the pig pen. No, as I dwell in the house of the of the Lord. Bethel, the house of the Lord, the house of bread. Psalms 91. Blessed is he who dwells under the shadow of the Almighty. Psalms 91. You can abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And all the Psalms 91 promises are yours in the house of the Lord. In him we live and move and have our very being. You can live and move and have your very being in the Lord. It is a choice. You can have the genius mind of Christ. It's yours for the accessing and asking. If you ask, you can access. If you access, you can receive. And if you receive, you can release it that it might be done in earth as it is in heaven. So that's Psalms 23. Do you see the table that the Lord prepares for you? Where in the presence? You can be at work and this thing works. You can have every devil in hell working on people around you and you can have joy in the midst and they won't be able to figure it out. It doesn't work in the numbers. It doesn't work in the spreadsheet. It doesn't work because they have a worldly system that may not work for you. You may not get promoted the way you do it in the world, but if you do it in the Lord, you'll get persecuted and then promoted. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in a fiery furnace because they wouldn't bow down to a 90-foot idol of gold. We're going to close the womb to Hagar tonight. We're going to close the womb to the world's ways. We're going to close the womb spiritually through prayer. And we're going to shut that thing, lock it with the latch key of the Spirit. We're going to seal it with the blood of Jesus. And we're going to see the womb of Sarah spiritually. Sarah of promise. Hagar of the flesh. Sarah of the Spirit. Wow, it's going to be exciting. Now, you ready for this? Oh, my goodness. 1 Corinthians 5, 9 through 12. We're talking about tables, aren't we? We're talking about walking. We're talking about standing. We're talking about sitting. You can walk. You can stand and hear the gospel. You can sit at the table of the Lord. Get the genius mind of Christ in. Witty inventions, new ideas begin to flow in and through you. You get favor from the Lord. And when favor comes, it changes everything. A day of favor is better than a thousand days of labor. Now, you may have to do a thousand days of labor before you come into your day of favor, but a day of favor can take you from one position to another in an instant. I remember I was doing uh, videos, and I had a little $149 Best Buy camera, one-button technology, flip middle camera, 720p, state-of-the-art at the time, basic HD. It takes uh, 36 hours to upload, like, one-hour video. Over the weekend, you know, uh, three-quarters of a megabyte upload speed, like a megabyte up. And we just take forever, and nothing went viral. And I remember thinking to myself, Lord, what is this? You told me to do these Friday nights on 40 highways with 40 people. Signs and wonders, deaf ears are popping open, metals bending in people's back, people are getting healed, people are getting new knees. It's not a bad show for a buck. People aren't giving. Living on a, on, on a wing and a prayer. And... Uh, it's like, what are you doing, Lord? And finally he plugged in. He heard spoke, he spoke this word to me. He said, 
virtual church, I'm thinking, what is virtual church? It was like a USB was plugged into my head and I got this download about the coming virtual church. So this was 2014, but a day of favor is better than a thousand days of labor. But I was faithful for five years with three quarter megabyte upload speed on DSL, 720p. Now we got 4K, which is eight times that. Now we got a thousand megabytes up in it. So I got a thousand times faster, right? I get this download, I go on a fast, about 36 hours into the fast, I'm researching the internet, and I find out, my gosh, this revelation he gave me about the virtual church in 2014 that everybody thought was crazy and laughed at and mocked to scorn when 2020 hit, I was no longer crazy because the churches were shut down. They started calling me the crazy guy with the genius mind of Christ in that moment, six years before in preparation. And I went from crazy and mocked to consultant and appreciated. Because God gives you, gives you an idea in advance. He prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies. The pastors who didn't like the idea of virtual church when 2020 hit six years later, there I was at the table drinking from my saucer. Michael's watching. Matthew. And guess what? God will give you the grace and the favor to be sustained when people don't understand. When Noah was told to build the ark, people mocked him. Until it started to rain. <laughs> but remember, it had never rained before. But when it started to rain, they wanted in, but it was too late. And I doubt that Noah in that time stood on the bow of the ship and saying, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. I bet he cried because people didn't hear the word. Here's the thing. 1 Corinthians 5, 9 through 12. I wrote unto you an epistle not to keep company with fornicators. 1 Corinthians 5, 9 through 12. Verse 10. Yet not altogether with fornicators of this world or with the covetous or extortioners or with idolaters. For then must she needs go out of the world. But now I have written unto you not to keep company. If any man that is called a brother be a fornicator. We're talking about people in the church. Those that name the name of Jesus. Those that should have the mind of Christ. The genius mind of Christ. Or covetous. Or an idolater. Or a railer. Or a drunkard. Or an extortioner. With such a one, don't even sit down and eat. You see the table again? The table in the presence of your enemies with the Lord. Your cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy. Or here, don't sit at a table with those that name the name of Christ that are involved in these things that are contrary to the scriptures, contrary to the will of God and the word of God, contrary to the mind of Christ. It's the mind of the world, mind of the flesh, mind of the devil. It's earthly, sensual, and devilish. Here, we're not even to sit down at a table and eat with one who calls himself a brother. But you can sit down with a non-believer because the rules are different. And you can now have counsel and connection with them to introduce them to the Savior. I sit down with a lot of sinners and lead them to Christ. And once they're born again, the rules change because they get the mind of Christ. And now put off these things and put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 12, 1 Corinthians 5, 12. For what have I to do to judge them also that are outside the church? Do you not judge them that are within? Is that helpful at all? Okay, you ready? We're going to close the woman. Hey, girl. 
So my wife shares this revelation that she has on Psalms chapter 1 from the Lord, and I began to go into my theological expository expounding the platitudes, but then all of a sudden I get this revelation about what have we been doing? So here's what we did. We literally got out a piece of paper and we put a line down the middle and we put naughty and nice. And we made the naughty list. We actually had a subsection for the extra ultra naughty list. And then we had the nice list. And this is what we did in 2023 and I encourage you to consider a similar thing, whatever the Lord tells you to do. And we began to write down the names of people that really had been naughty. And many of them named the name of Jesus. And I began to look at this 1 Corinthians 5. began to think to myself, you know, they call themselves a brother. And they still do this in business. They still do this in character. They still do this. That's how they treat their wife and kids. They're on the naughty list. And so we decided in 2023, we were going to put them on pause. And then the people on the ultra-naughty list, we realized that some of these people are narcissists and sociopaths. Those are strong words. Mm -hmm. There's narcissists. It's always about them. They're never wrong. And they'll gaslight you when you present a problem. And they'll make it about you being wrong instead of them. So they're uncorrectable. Let the dead bury their dead. And sociopaths have no remorse. They'll hurt you financially. They'll hurt you, slander you. They'll be jealous. They'll do all kinds of things. And then there's psychopaths. Those are really dangerous. We're not going to get into those. They think they're doing God a service when they're out killing Christians. I think Saul of Tarsus was kind of a sociopath, but God redeemed him and gave him the mind of Christ. Isn't that beautiful? So even the psychopath can be saved. The sociopath can be saved. And the narcissist. Lucifer, son of the morning, thought he'd take a third of the angels with him. Glory be to me, sinner, me, myself, and I, the unholy trinity narcissist. Versus the selfless person who expends them in behalf of others. No greater love has this than a man be willing to give up his life for his friend. We love redemption movies. And we also love sacrifice movies because it's the heart of the Lord. But don't sacrifice yourself when you have a narcissist, a psychopath, or a sociopath, because they'll just walk on and not be changed, unless the Lord tells you to do so, like he did Stephen. And Saul of Tarsus would say, Lord, forgive him, he knows not what he does. And Jesus met him on the road to Damascus the next week, radically saved him. So for those people that are narcissists, those people that are sociopaths, those are people that are uh, psychopaths, pray that God encounters them and causes them to become a strong believer with the genius mind of Christ. So as I'm looking at this list, we began to think, and there were some people that were on the ultra-naughty list, I couldn't even remember their names, which was good. I mean, I forgot about them, it kind of blotted out, you know? And I was like, wow, I can't even remember their names. And we think about it, come up. Well, they're on the eternal voicemail list. So we're not calling them back if they do call. But you stay away from them. You have to learn who to walk with and who to avoid. This helpful at all? Yes. Okay, so here we are, 2023. I'm sleeping, praying, I'm out in my bonus room on the couch and praying and then falling asleep, waking up, it's like four, five in the morning, getting my time in with the Lord. And all of a sudden, I hear the Lord say, it's time to close the door of Hagar. 
paper. I've heard that somewhere before. And instantly I remembered a teaching I read a decade ago. So I go into my email and I try to pull it up and I find where somebody had written a teaching that had a prophetic word on pray to close the door of Hagar. And I remember it was an impactive teaching. It was just like one page, but it's really significant. So I clicked on the link and it was a broken link. It doesn't go to anything. It's 10 years old. And I thought, oh. And the Lord reminded me that 10 years ago, he told me, to copy and paste it and put it into an email to myself so I'd have it in the cloud back when the cloud was not even known what it was. And so I did another search and bam, there it is. Now I'm going to read it to you. You ready? Mm -hmm. Are you ready in 2023, top of the year, or whenever you're listening to this? You could be listening to it years from now. It's still as accurate when you're watching and listening as it was when it was recorded. That's the beautiful thing about the virtual church on demand from the palm of your hand using technology. Pray to close the Lord of Hagar. This was written by the wife of Bob Jones. Bob Jones was a prophet. Morningstar Ministries out of Kansas City with Mike Bickle back in the day and Paul Kane. And Bob Jones's wife had this word. God told her to read Genesis chapter 16, verse 15. And Hagar bore Abram a son. And Abram, who's Abraham, called the name of his son, whom Hagar bore Ishmael. That's the amplified version. Genesis chapter 16, verse 15. Then I heard him say, pray to close the womb of Hagar. Pray to close the womb of Hagar. Abram, or Abraham, represents the father of our faith. And all his seed is blessed. Abraham and his seed is blessed. Hagar represents Egypt, or the world, which is double stress. Or we could call it carnival, or carnality. The church is going to a carnival instead of going to the house of prayer. In Sarah's impatience, she convinced Abram, or Abraham, to have intercourse with her Egyptian maid, Hagar. And so he did. When her pregnancy was revealed, Sarah, who told Abraham to do this, became angry with Hagar and went to Abraham. Verse 6, Abram said to her, Your maid is in your hands and power. Do as you please with her. And when Sarah dealt severely with Hagar, humbling her and afflicting her, Hagar fled from her. We, the bride of Christ, have the power and authority to deal with the unrighteous seed. It is rotten fruit. Rotten fruit brings flies. Flies are the lies or beals above. Lord of the flies, it will always bring deception and division to the body of Christ. Now, we're not really talking about Hagar as a person. We're not really talking, we're talking about spiritual matters here. What's born of the flesh is flesh. What's born of the spirit is spirit. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We are dead to our sin, alive with God in Christ. The problem with the living sacrifice is the thing has a tendency to crawl off the altar, so we have to 
continue to crucify it daily. The Apostle Paul, after he was born again, says, I die daily. So he chose to. He took his body under subjection, lest after he had preached to others, he might become a castaway. It will always bring deception and division to the body of Christ, the fruit of the flesh, rotten fruit, unrighteous seed. We, the true church, are called to be Sarah spiritually. We've been given the power and authority to put out the Hagars, the bondwoman, and her son, born of the flesh. Galatians 4.23, But whereas the child of the slave woman was born according to the flesh and had an ordinary birth, the free woman's son, Sarah, was born in fulfillment of the promise supernaturally. What are you birthing? Things that are natural births, or are you doing things that are spiritual births? Do you have a mind of Christ that is a change agent? Are you a thermometer where you take the temperature or are you a thermostat that changes the temperature? Jesus was a change agent. Jesus plundered hell, populated heaven. Everywhere Jesus went, the captives were set free, the blind saw, the lame walked, the dead were raised, the gospel was preached unto the poor, and those that were of the flesh were the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They could fairly see and could say, or Sadducee, and, and that's a little bit of a joke, old, but bank joke, only the teller laughs, evidently. So, so what happens is we have to have the mind of Christ that will cause us to do things that make no sense in the natural, but they'll line up with Scripture. Peter's handkerchiefs and aprons made no sense in the natural, yet when they took them off of his body after he preached, they'd send him into other places. Demons would be cast out, and the sick would be healed off handkerchiefs and aprons. Peter's shadow healed the sick. When people would touch the hem of Jesus' garment, they would be healed. Jesus would multiply fish and loaves. Peter, I think, probably wanted to put him in the ministry to open up Jesus of Nazareth. Okay, that's a joke. But my point is this. There's a supernatural element that makes no sense in the natural. Peter walked on water. Jesus walked on water. Peter walked on water and sank when he took his eyes off Jesus. The true church are called to be Sarah. We've been given the power and authority to put out the fleshly Hagars, the bondwoman and her son, spiritual Hagars is what I'm talking about, not physical, be kind to people. Slavery is working for God instead of with him. Slavery in religion is working for God and hopes to get his approval. But sons and daughters already have his approval. Under the Old Covenant, the Mosaic Law, if you did good, you got a blessing. I call it the lollipop covenant. You do good, we'll give you a lollipop. But the Abrahamic covenant is relational. And it's 400 years before the law. The Abrahamic covenant is I blessed you that you might be a blessing. Here's a whole bushel basket full of lollipops. Go give them out and I'll refill it. Isn't that cool? The sweatless anointing? relationship you get to be kind to people Martha worked for Jesus making Galilean fish sandwiches for him that he never ordered Mary sat at his feet ready to go sent versus went are you sent versus went because when you're sent God goes with you he goes before you he prepares the way and he pays for the trip if you just went on your own like the prophet Jonah went to not Nineveh, but he bought a ticket to Tarshish. He paid his own way, ended up in the belly of a big fish. Then he repented, and then God got him a ride directly to Nineveh, spit him up on the beach, 
and great revival took place there. Can you imagine him three days in the belly of a whale, all the melon eaten out of his skin, all the hair off of his body, and he comes out pretty much with a loincloth and naked, and he looked like Casper the Friendly Ghost, and he's yelling, 40 days and Nineveh shall be destroyed. God will take your disobedience when you repent and put you in a situation where you look a little odd, but it'll be a sign or a wonder, and you'll get things accomplished through you. But I'd rather be like Saul who became Paul in Acts 27 on a ship ride out of obedience. And when you get on the beach, the Isle of Malta, the healing revival breaks out even if a serpent jumps on your arm. Sent versus went, working for God versus working with God. Born of the flesh, working for him, born of the spirit, working with him. We are flesh of his flesh, bone of his bones. And he loves to touch a hurting, sighing, dying, crying world of destitute humanity through our hands. We get to be Jesus with skin on, hugging a person, meeting their need, sharing his love with others. We're going to close. Hagar represents worldly wisdom. James 3.16 For wherever there is jealousy, envy, contention, contention, rivalry, and, rivalry and selfish ambition, there will also be confusion, unrest, disharmony, rebellion and all sorts of evil and vile practices. Worldly wisdom brings forth ambition, competition, and great confusion to the body of Christ and puts different camps in war with one another. Godly wisdom, on the other hand, brings forth love, mercy, peace, and joy for your brothers and sisters in Christ. Sarah represents godly wisdom, James 3.17, but the wisdom that comes from above is first of all pure, undefiled, then it is peace-loving, courteous, considerate, and gentle. It is willing to yield to reason, full of compassion, and good fruits. It is wholehearted and straightforward, impartial and unfeigned, free from doubts, wavering and insincerity. Worldly wisdom brings division, and that is a mixture in the body of Christ. Well, I'm a Paul. I'm of Apollos. Did I die for you? Christ died for you. I'm Baptist. I'm Pentecostal. Well, we're first church of the frozen chosen. Okay, whatever. The point is this. If you're born again, you're my brother, you're my sister. And in a foxhole, we're going to fight for the faith together. Where one can put a thousand to fight, two can chase ten thousand. Therefore, we must pray to close the womb of Hagar. We're going to do that now. Closing off the mixture of ungodliness in the church. I'm going to share something with you prophetically. 2023 is going to be a very interesting year. For sons and daughters of God, it's going to be absolutely fabulous. We're going to be on the cutting edge. We're going to have the anointing to destroy yokes. We're going to see the dead raised. We're going to see the blind eyes pop open. We're going to see the gospel preached. We'll see multiplication of food as needed. We'll see supernatural provision. We'll see angelic visitations and interventions. We'll see all kinds of things. We'll hear the voice of the Lord. We'll have the genius mind of Christ because we've been in the secret place with him and we've been preparing ourselves like a bride without spot, blemish, and wrinkle. For those that have been lukewarm, they're going to be called back into the game. Remember when Nathan went up, he broke the fast with the honey and he went up and he says, let's just see, let's peradventure. If we go up and they, they, they entice us, we'll, we'll, we'll say that the Lord has done this. So he went with his armor bearer and he killed about a dozen of them and courage rose up in the camp of Israel. 
and courage is going to be released from those that are pressing into God for those that are lukewarm and stagnant. And they're going to say, we're with you, and they're going to go to war against the enemies of God. And I'm not talking about physical enemies. We're talking about spiritual, so don't mishear what I'm saying. And uh, courage will rise up in some, and the courage will be contagious in others. Is there not a cause? How long will you be halt between two opinions? So courage is going to rise up because of those that are on fire. And fear is going to paralyze others. And those that have not been on fire with the Lord and not been prepared, like a vessel of honor fit unto every good use for the master's work, you're going to have to get your oil lamp refilled. You're going to have to get your oil, your, your wine skin washed and cleaned and rubbed with oil so it can receive the new wine lest you burst. I encourage you now to begin to make your naughty and nice list. Ask the Lord to show you who you're supposed to be in association with. And if you've been at a table eating with those that name the name and they're still involved in the 1 Corinthians 5, 9 through 12, fornication, adultery, idolatry, backstabbing, bad business deals, come out from among them and be separate, declares the Lord. Go sit at the table of the Lord even if you have to sit alone with the Lord. Get rid of the fleshly mixture. Close the womb of Hagar. Free from doubts, wavering. Worldly wisdom brings division. Therefore, we must pray to close the womb of Hagar, closing off the mixture of ungodliness in our lives, our businesses, in the church. That which is not of God is ungodly or unholy. You want to know what a wicked way is? You ready for this? Any way that's not the Lord's way is a wicked way. John the Baptist made, came making the crooked path straight to prepare the way of the Lord. When you allow the Lord to straighten out the iniquity, the wicker or the wicked ways, the Lord comes in and he'll clean everything up. I shared this with somebody the other day internationally and they said, wow, that's such a powerful prophetic word. They said, if I pray this prayer, it's a dangerous prayer. It could kill about three or four business deals I've got pending right now. He said, but it's going to be worth it. What business deals do you have? What relationships do you have that are time bandits, that are a mixture, where you're at the table with those that name the name? You want to know what using the name of the name, name of the Lord in vain is? People say, well, it's this. Well, I use the name of the Lord in vain. Well, it's certainly not flattering. It's not encouraging. It's not the right thing to do what they did. But using the name of the Lord in vain is stamping his name on something that he never would have anything to do with. Amen or ouch, hallelujah or heretic. We're closing. That which is not of God is ungodly or unholy. God is a holy God and is coming for a holy bride that's well without spot, blemish, or wrinkle. Do you want to be an overcomer? You're going to have to get the spots, blemishes, and wrinkles out. Now, I'm going to share something with you. The spots come out through repentance, and the blood of Jesus will clean the spot. The blemishes come out through the washing of the water, with the word, but the wrinkles, they only come out with the pressing of heat. Some of you are going to have to fast in 2023. Put, do some pushaways from the table and have to do some things to get the wrinkles out. God will make you look younger when you're done, when you fast and pray. He'll restore your youth like the eagle. We must be willing 
to fully surrender our soul and spirit to the Holy Spirit of truth, allowing him to burn away anything in us that is not of God. Do you know that all unbelief, Horatio Bonar said this in, I think, the 1600s, all unbelief is belief in a lie. All unbelief is really belief in a lie. Well, I, I don't have faith for that. No, you have unbelief, and it's because you're believing a lie. Because when the word comes, faith comes by hearing, and you switch positions regarding that. I remember a friend of mine, he was born again, but he had had a promiscuous lifestyle, and he did not know that you're not supposed to sleep with somebody you're not married with. And I'm thinking to myself, that's throughout the scriptures, and I began to show it to him in scriptures. And he's like, well, that's Old Testament. You know, it's two consenting adults, and, and we love each other. I said, no, no, no. If you're not married, you, you don't do this. This is after marriage, not before. And he began to look, and I left him, and I came back a couple hours later, and he looked at me. He says, I've never seen this before. He says, I've got a lot of repenting to do. And he looked, and you know what? He changed because the word of God caused him to have faith to overcome that fleshly desire. Now he's happily married, and I had the privilege of officiating his wedding with his wife 10 years ago. But had he not received the word of God with meekness, it was able to deliver, transform, and give him faith that would supplant and push out and purge the lie, he might still be on a fornication fest naming the name of Christ today, which sadly may be much of the church in America if we were honest. And for those that are honest, you can be free. Those that aren't, in 2023, God's going to expose publicly what's been done privately. So you have a chance to put it under the blood. And he'll drop the sin in the sea of forgetfulness. And he'll put up a sign that says no fishing. Or... Your computer is going to be exposed in 2023. Your cell phone is going to be exposed in 2023. Your text messages are going to be exposed in 2023. The private dating sites are going to be exposed. Swiping left and swiping right. It's going to be exposed, exposed, exposed. It's time to get under the spout where the glory flows out. It's time to get under the cross and repent. Turn around 180 degrees from our sin and to the Lord, it's time to close the womb of Hagar, which represents fleshly deeds, fleshly ways, and fleshly works, and fleshly relationships, and natural thinking that supplants or contradicts the mind of Christ. Who can ascend the hill of the Lord? Psalms 15, only those with clean hands and a pure heart. Let our hearts be pure before the Lord. Let us pray. Has this been helpful tonight? Okay. Just hold your hands up to the Lord. And just say, Lord, Lord. show me what needs to be changed. We willingly choose in the realm of the Spirit, with our words right here before you, to close 
the womb of Hagar. Anyone that you bring to mind right now that you want us to put a relationship on pause or sever that or block them or avoid them. The Bible says that we're to mark and avoid those that cause division and strife. So we mark and avoid them in the spirit. We close willingly the womb of Hagar spiritually, which is things that are born a fleshly union, worldly wisdom, worldly ways, stinking thinking, those that are contrary, those that are working for you instead of with you and from you out of relationship. Thank you for shifting us out of the natural mind and elevating us and ascending us on the holy hill, the Psalms 15, hill of the Lord in the secret place of the Most High under the shadow of the Almighty where we will say, of the Lord, he is my rock and my redeemer, the one in whom I trust, the one that I call upon in the time of trouble and he delivers me, the one I call upon and he shows me great and mighty things. That is your God today as you close the womb of Hagar and you open the door in the womb of the spirit to birth the things that are of the spirit. That which is of the flesh is of the flesh and that which is of the spirit is of the spirit. Lord, forgive us for cohabitating with the spirit of Hagar, the spirit of the world, and we break ties with it. Right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, I declare liberation from the chains, liberation from torment, liberation from the works of the flesh, liberation from that which brings bondage, liberation from depression, the dungeon of depression. I break your power. I declare the oil of gladness to be poured over your life afresh by the angel of the Lord sent by Jesus because Jesus loves you just the way you are. He loves you way too much to leave you in this current condition. I declare freedom and liberty. And we declare that which has ailed you, that which has bound you, that which has kept you, that which is, has been transgression is now dumped at the feet of Jesus and put into the sea of forgiveness, the sea of forgetfulness, for he will remember your sin no more. And now we declare, like Superman comes out of the phone booth where Clark Kent went in, we declare you were once of the flesh, but now you're of the spirit. You're the supernatural believer. You're the supernatural Christian. You have the mind of Christ from this day forward. And he'll move you to follow your, his decrees and to keep his commands as he's taken out your heart of flesh and giving you a heart, and taking out your heart of stone and giving you a heart of flesh. He's put his spirit within you to move you to follow his decrees and to keep his commands. And when he wakes you up morning by morning with a song in your ear or the word of the Lord or a dream or a vision of the night when deep sleep falls on men as you slumber on your bed, he opens your ears to seal your instructions. I declare a spirit of quick action and obedience will come upon you to get up in the middle of the night to pray. And I see people being quickened to delete things out of their phone, delete pictures and images and idols. 
and even going into your social media account and beginning to clean that out. That doesn't glorify God. It doesn't represent who I am. I'm, I'm a believer. I sit at the table in the presence of the Lord. I don't sit at the table any longer. I don't sit in the seat of the scornful or with the mockers. I don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly nor stand in the way of sinners. But my heart is devoted to the Lord. He's making you like a tree planted by the waters whose fruit does not fail nor leaf wither. But you bear fruit 12 months a year from the Ezekiel 47 river that flows from the sanctuary. Flows from the sanctuary of the Lord. And another thousand cubits, it goes out, ankle deep water, another thousand knee deep water, another thousand cubits, waist deep water, another thousand cubits, a river that you can swim in with trees on both banks of the river whose leaves are for the healing of the nations. Your hands, you go out and lay hands on the sick for the healing of the nations where you bear fruit all 12 months of the year because you're connected with the source and supply, the Holy Spirit, the precious Holy Spirit floods and fills your soul and purges out all the old, just as an act of faith, just exhale. That's the old and inhale the new. Wow, do it one more time. Exhale. We exhale the old and we inhale the new. Just call on his name, Yahweh. Every time you breathe, you say his name. Even the atheist says Yahweh. On the death rattle, even the atheist calls on the name of God. They say, We might as willingly call on his name. We breathe in the Yah. And we exhale anything that's not the way of the Lord. Yahweh. God Almighty. Boy, there's a presence in here right now. Joanna, are you seeing anything to call out? Here is the way, walk in it. The Lord is tuning your ear in this season to hear His voice in another level. He wants to activate, I speak, a redigging of the wells of revival in your life. Those that have been baptized in the Holy Spirit in days gone by. And it's fallen dormant. I speak a reactivation. Where that bubbling river of life begins to flow out of you. The multiplied river of the Lord. Because you've closed the womb of Hagar through prayer. God's opened the door of the Spirit that you might hear Him ascend on the hill with the Most High God. Look down from heavenly places as a co-heir with Christ seated far above all principality, power, might, and dominion. In 2023, the Lord invites you through the Revelation 4-1 door where there's a man in heaven. A door was open and a man said, come up hither. You're invited through the door of Revelation, Revelation 4-1, to be a co-heir with Christ, to live above the fray. 
no longer to be in the earth with the earthly, soulish, and demonic, not to battle the second heaven of principalities, powers, and spiritual wickedness in high places and rulers of the darkness, but to live above it, seated at the table with the Lord, where deep calls unto deep, at the noise of his water spouts, all his waves and billows of his presence wash over you, and you're seated far above all principality, power, might, and dominion in him. As a co-heir with Christ, where you hear the voice of God, you see what the Father wants to do, and what the Father does, the Son and the Daughter does likewise on the earth to release the already decided will of God in earth as it is in heaven. 1 John 3, 8, final verse. For this cause was the Son of God made manifest, that he might utterly destroy and annihilate the works of the devil. You've done it in your life now. You've judged it. It's out. You're washed. You're cleansed. You're new. You're empowered. And now it will spread. I double-dog dare you just to draw a spiritual circle around yourself right now. Stand there and draw a circle right around yourself. And then say, Lord, send revival inside this circle. Send revival in the fire. Fire. Put the fire inside this circle. And then let it spill out. Under my house. Under my workplace in my city, community, state, nation, and the uttermost parts of the earth. It begins now, the top of 2023 or whenever you're listening to this. Because you close the womb of Hagar through prayer and God has opened the door to Sarah, a promise. That all that you put your hand to do, prosperous, in his name, his character, in his honor, his position, his nature. And all the blessings of Abraham, yes and amen, in Christ Jesus. God bless you. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. We're headed off to go minister in a couple of different places. But I encourage you to download our newsletter. VCM for Virtual Church Media, vcmnewsletter.com. Click on that and you'll see what God has been doing in 2022 and what's about to happen in 2023. And we want you to be part of what God is doing in 2023 in your life, ministry, your local fellowship, and also connected online with us, vcmnewsletter.com partner with us in 2023. God bless you richly. And please share this broadcast with others if you've been blessed. I'm David, my lovely wife. Joanna. We are the Herobedians and we'll see you next time. God bless. <laughs>